Today on the newscast, did Iran just unveil a game-changing new drone and is Gaza ready to explode once again? Get my take next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Today is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and we're wishing all of our Jewish friends in Israel and around the world an easy fast as they observe the holiest day on the Jewish calendar. Now, 50 years ago, this was the time of the Yom Kippur War when Israel's enemies took advantage of this day of observance to launch an attack against the Jewish state. Israel prevailed in that war, but folks, it was a costly and bloody affair. And this time around, as the high holidays and Yom Kippur approached, many were asking once again if we could see a similar scenario, if Israel's modern-day enemies, led by the Iranian regime and its ring of fire, could potentially launch a surprise attack on Yom Kippur once again. Thankfully, that has not happened, but the threat certainly is ever-present. And much like in 1973, Israel's enemies are gathering at the gates, quite literally in the form of Iran's proxies on every side. We've called it here in the newscast the Ring of Fire. We've cautioned that it could very well ignite, and soon, well, one ring on that larger Ring of Fire is very tense right now. That is Gaza. We're going to break down that situation for you today. Also, Iran with a boast about some, in its words, very advanced new military technology that you'll want to know about. And a visit by an Iranian terror master to Syria at Israel's doorstep. We're going to break all of it down for you today. Before we do, just a quick reminder to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Folks, we are fast approaching 700,000 subscribers. We're only about 3,000 away right now. We would love to hit that milestone by the end of this week, and it's hard to believe, but some 72% of our regular viewers here on the channel are not subscribed. Hey, it's absolutely free. We'd love for you to be here with us every day as subscribers, watchmen and women on the wall. For such a time as this, the more subscribers we get, the more YouTube recommends these videos to people around the world. That's not for our glory. That's for the glory of God and so that we can get the message out far and wide in these prophetic Bible times in which we are living. People need to hear what's going on. You're certainly not hearing it in the mainstream media, so we would love for you to be subscribers here with us on the channel. Okay, let's break down. On a very quiet day in Israel, Yom Kippur, Let's break down what was an eventful weekend in the Middle East. Number one, the Iranian regime held a military parade on Friday commemorating the Iran-Iraq war, the anniversary of that bloody affair during the 1980s. And during this parade, Iran uh, paraded what it said were hypersonic missiles, certainly ballistic missiles, but also Iran claimed to have unveiled at this parade the world's longest-range drone. Uh, it can stay airborne for some 24 hours, according to the Iranian regime. And as with most of Iran's claims, when it announces some sort of supposed military advancement, there's really no way to verify the claim. But this is what Iran is claiming. A long-range drone that can stay airborne for an entire day, 24 hours straight, 
Now, Iran's drone program, as we have documented for you here on the newscast, is their crown jewel, their pride and joy. They consider themselves, the Iranian regime, to be a drone dynasty. They are literally rolling these attack drones off the assembly lines in factories throughout Iran. They're supplying them, number one, of course, to their proxies in the region like Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis in Yemen, those Shia militias in Iraq and, and Syria, the Ring of Fire. But also, notoriously, Iran is supplying these drones, hundreds, probably thousands at this point, to Russia and the Russian war machine as well, to the point where Russia is preparing to open a drone production factory east of Moscow where Iranian scientists and advisors and drone technicians will be present. All that to say, it's not a surprise that Iran is continuously looking to push the envelope and develop new and lethal drones. Is this, as Iran claims, the world's longest range drone? I highly doubt it, but if for some reason it was, it could indeed be a game changer. No doubt, hey, every few weeks or so it seems, Iran is announcing some new supposed military advancement that we're covering here on the news channel. So Iran certainly growing emboldened, uh, certainly on the move and literally on the march, no doubt, which brings us to a very important meeting and visit this weekend. Uh, the leader of Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps, Quds Force, Esmail Ghani, was in Syria over the weekend at Israel's doorstep meeting with Syrian officials. Now, a little bit of background here. The Quds Force of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps is a terror unit that was once headed up by Qasem Soleimani, the notorious, not-so-dearly-departed terror master who was eliminated in a U.S. drone strike back in June, uh, January 2020. Esmail Ghani succeeded him as the head of the Quds Force. And look, the Quds Force, when it comes to regional terror and stirring things up on that end and solidifying and bolstering that Iranian ring of fire, the Quds Force is at the forefront of that. So no surprise that Esmail Ghani was on the ground in Syria looking to bolster uh, the Iranian allies in that country. Iran and Syria also held a joint military drill over the weekend during Ghani's visit. We don't know where that drill was held, an undisclosed location, but Iran says, hey, we held a drill with the Assad regime's military. So what we see, folks, is a strengthening and a solidifying of this ring of fire. And I would include the Assad regime in Syria in that ring. Of course, we've got terror groups, Hamas, Hezbollah, the Houthis, etc. But the Assad regime in Syria is fully in league with the Iranian regime. And the Assad regime really, it seems, has no choice, folks. Iran and Russia, of course, came in and bailed Assad out when he was on the ropes in 2015 and helped him to prevail in that bloody civil war. He's indebted to them, and they've both made clear they're not going anywhere. So Assad willfully let them in and, and is saying, hey, okay, you're here and you're going to stay. He may not like it, but he's not going to say anything. He has no sovereignty in that nation. That nation, at the end of the day, is controlled, it's airspace controlled by Russia, and on the ground, uh, the Iranian regime is calling the shots. That is the situation. So Ghani there at Israel's doorstep uh, in Syria. One more ring of that ring of fire, Syria, Lebanon, of course. How about Gaza, where things, folks, have really been heating up over the past few days? Again, 
the mainstream media virtually ignoring these very important movements that we're laying out for you today, the wars and rumors of war. But this is very important, folks, to see what's happening in Gaza. Once again, Hamas sending these incendiary balloons uh, into southern Israel. Now, these are literally flammable balloons, balloons like you would see at a little kid's birthday party. And Hamas sails them over the border into southern Israel where these flammable objects scorch acres upon acres of land in southern Israel where agriculture and farming is the main uh, economic driver. It has a major economic impact, folks. I've been on the ground. I've seen the effects in southern Israel of these incendiary balloons. A few years ago, Hamas was sending hundreds of these balloons and causing great damage. They're starting it up once again. We're seeing rioting along the Gaza border. Now, many times that could be a precursor to some larger Hamas provocation. That's why we saw Yoav Gallant, Israel's defense minister, on the Gaza border yesterday, uh, walking along and meeting with the Israel defense forces there. And also Israel has bolstered its forces along the Gaza border. Hamas, look, in recent weeks, folks, and we've documented this for you here in the newscast, Hamas leaders have been in, in Beirut, Lebanon, on a few occasions, meeting with fellow terror groups and calling for these terror groups to unite and form a united front against Israel and to ramp up attacks against the world's one and only Jewish state. And you have to think that the high holidays, look, Yom Kippur today, Israel wraps things up with the end of Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, on October 6th. Certainly, this is a time of heightened alert for Israel. Sadly, it's a holiday season, but Israel on heightened alert. And Hamas, again, folks, always look to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem as a place where Hamas will look to provoke hostilities. Hey, keep it all in prayer. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, no doubt. Quick programming note before we go. The live stream, our Watchman Newscast live stream, usually it's on Wednesdays this week. It will be on Thursday. I have a bit of a scheduling conflict again on Wednesday this week. So Thursday, that will be between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. I believe that is September 28th, between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the channel. We're going live, breaking all of these events down, all the new, latest news out of the region down, the prophetic implications, and bring your questions for our Q&A session. It's going to be good until tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.